0: All right, boys, let's do this.
1: Hey, it's me, Joe Biden.
0: <laughs>
1: and this is the death panel.
2: Yeah. Happy New Year 2003. Oh, yeah. We have, it's uh, New Year 2003. We have officially invaded Iraq. Yeah. Uh, it's. I've just you know. moved to Florida. I actually just remembered that after the election of Trump, Francis
1: Fukuyama had this quote where he was just like, when I predicted the end of history, it didn't occur to me that history could also move backwards. <laughs> um... <laughs>
2: Yeah, that explains it. That's, yeah. That's totally the reason that he was wrong. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so, yeah, to me, that is definitely the explanation for the war, the invasion of Iraq.
0: Right. Exactly. I mean, it's definitely just that we're just moving backwards. Right? Yeah. Because then Francis Fukuyama is still technically right. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. I'm, g- I'm glad I'm not on Twitter anymore. So I didn't have to, like, see all the lefty bros tweeting, like, first as tragedy, then as farce.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel seen. <laughs> anyway, it's not 2003. We are, however, invading Iraq again. So there's that. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to the first death panel of 2020. Yeah. And, uh, you know. And the
0: uh, year 30 of total war.
2: Yeah. Well, it's right. just absurd because there's like, what? There's like 5,000... Uh, troops in Iraq already anyway still even though we
0: sending seven. quote unquote
2: pulled out in 2011 and like
0: and that's just official troops that's not like contractors <laughs> right so it's what 7,000 troops are getting sent and uh, the, 750 yeah, are already there are 750
2: uh, troops who are being sent right now and there are 4,000 that are readied uh-huh. to be sent back in so I don't know. That's Ready like, for yeah.
0: a second ground invasion of Baghdad or basically, is that know. where they're going with this? I think
2: they're just flexing because they want to make sure that they can fight a ground war in Iraq with Iran mm-hmm. if they want to.
0: Artie, you have like a actually interesting theory about why this was happening because so... And you mentioned something uh, when we were talking about it earlier about it being about killing a contractor or something. That's what triggered this whole uh,
2: that's the line that
0: that they're giving it. That's the line they're giving us.
2: The the embassy was seized. Basically, it was held for a couple of days. And the reason, uh, you know, there have been like protests going on for over like three months over basically like the same shit that is having like every Yeah. Except yeah. for like also their country has been like completely destabilized by being ravaged by war.
0: You're welcome. Um,
2: Iraq. <laughs> yeah. We but, did
0: that just for you as a special present.
2: But basically there were airstrikes on uh Sunday that killed like 24 people, um, 24 Iraqis. And they, <sighs> the reasoning gave for those airstrikes was that like a contractor was killed. Like one us contractor was killed. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, like no one knows how many contractors there are in Iraq really. Like we know how many troops there are, but not. it's not clear how many like people who are being paid by government contracts to like private businesses are yeah. there. But so one of them was killed, which, you know, the line is that that led to the airstrikes, but also like the previous not the previous friday but on friday iran russia and china held their first uh like war games in the gulf of oman so and which is like a you know that's like i guess like 20 percent of the world's oil reserves like have to go through the gulf of oman we're basically
0: doing lawrence of arabia to lawrence has a boat
2: i'm just yeah i mean i'm just saying basically that it seems like it's probably i feel like the airstrikes the like the contractor thing was probably like a good excuse that they had for actually wanting to basically just like swing their dicks around or something cool. because very cool the like russia china iran show of power thing yeah but
1: definitely anyway.
0: history moving backwards am i right folks
1: they just didn't want to appear as um soy bu- soy boys in yeah. the, in the global scene exactly yeah they
0: gotta make sure they're nice and firm right
1: <laughs> fully erect <laughs> in the global scene
0: i think with that we should uh
1: the global go- theater sorry Yeah. <laughs> sorry fuck fuck <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome to the Death Panel, news and insights from inside the Brookings Institution. <laughs> okay. Support the podcast at patreoncom pod. Today it's a, a New York Crew episode, but with a different boy. Because um, usually a New York episode is me, Artie and Vince, but today it's me, Artie, and good friend of the pod, Charlie Mark Brighter. Thanks for coming today, Charlie. It's nice to have you back.
1: Thank you. I love being here. <laughs>
0: No French accent this time, unfortunately.
1: No, I'm an American now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: please uh, give a warm welcome to friend of the pod, Charlie Mark Brighter, who is back again to visit us this time for a fantastic episode full of horror. Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> So I think it could be really fun for us to get started out talking about Biden and this deranged uh, civilization situation. It was at this weekend. I would love for us to just like clear the air and start off 2020 with, um, can we do the Joe Biden clip?
3: The culture, our culture, our culture It's not imported from some African nation or some asian nation is our english jurisprudential culture our european culture
0: culture? okay i never want to hear joe biden say the word culture again yeah can we just like the
1: culture where's the joe biden
2: edition
0: (laughs) (laughs) the culture the culture yeah like i died a little bit when i heard that
2: well it's just the same western civilization shit as i don't know like
0: Jurors. who are those
2: people like sargon of Akkad or whatever with <laughs> All the like uh intellectual dark web shitheads i wonder to what extent i'm like was this a dog whistle
1: like i was just like right. this is either like him being like a chattering death skull wrapped in like a burlap sack of um skin follicles or i'm like it's either that or it's a dog whistle to like Uh, western civ reddit groups
2: yeah totally it's so hard to tell though (laughs) yeah but he like um just just a week ago or something he had that statement where someone asked him if he would like pick a republican running mate as his like vice president right and and he was like like, yeah i'll think about (laughs) it or whatever i feel like there it's one of those things where and in order to run as like the quote-unquote center in contemporary American politics, you literally just have to be like an extreme right-winger. Basically. And so that, I mean, that is like, you know, whether he intended the dog whistle or not, I feel like he probably is one of those people who is, you know, as an old white guy indoctrinated in the like, we have like America continues the proud tradition of like European, you know. uh, Excellent. Yeah, Yeah, excellent. Blood purity. Yeah, exactly. Blood purity. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, No, I mean, it's I feel like this actually is in the first instance of him saying something about equating culture at large or society at large to like a Western civ argument and then giving the dog whistle of like. Uh, white flight, white genocide too. Yeah. But like was this a dog whistle or was this just like literally just overt maybe like terminal brain rot speech?
2: Like I guess it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, <laughs> no. either way it's the, the same result. The truth is in the
1: contradiction. Yes. Yeah. That's just something I say now <laughs> uh, regardless of context.
0: Yeah, I, it's applicable. I mean it's like the center doesn't even have a meaning anymore. Yeah. Really. I mean if like Joe Biden is what center then center is um Deranged.
1: Well, have you guys already talked about the fish hook theory?
0: No, I don't think we've actually talked about that on the podcast before. I Do you want to explain so. for the audience?
1: Someone brought it up in one of, in either this discord or the art and labor discord, but, Um, which everyone is welcome to join, um, uh, about how like the, the horseshoe theory makes it seems like issues in the world are caused by like extremes on the left and right. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas the fishhook theory points to all the ways that the quote unquote center actually is like has pretty far right leanings, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's like, um, well, I'm not going to use a personal example, actually, (laughs) from my, (laughs) I was about to just edit all this out, but I was about (laughs) to say like my, uh, who I was just like, oh my God, what if he listens to this? But he was just like, I get why Jews want to, like really think it's it's I just think it's important for Jews to marry only Jews so they can reproduce
0: oh um
1: like that kind of
0: favorite things to be told yeah um, (laughs) you've already watered down your blood enough Beatrice (laughs)
1: yeah exactly um
0: yeah I want more Ashkenazi diseases so I can be as smart and big as Brett Stevens
1: (laughs) yeah exactly um yeah so he uh, but like his voice is so monotonous Dana calls him Ken PR um anyway (laughs) but yeah it's sort of just like instead of the problem with uh the whatever being like extremes on the left and right. It's just like actually a lot of people at the center, quote unquote, are pretty like have, have like pretty fascist leanings, whether yeah. it's um I think they did polls where they show that like a lot of people want quote unquote on, on in the who are quote unquote centrist want like a strong leader to just right. get things done. And what they're actually saying is like I want an authoritarian government. Yeah. Which is a view that uh under the horseshoe theory is equated to like the far left and the far right. Right. Actually, it's the center and the far right. Right.
2: Because right. the the horseshoe thing is like I mean it's shaped like a horseshoe, but it's like you know a big U. And far left is on like the top of the like the left top of the U and the, the far right is on the top right of the U. But fishhook, if I remember the diagram correctly, is basically like the left just goes off there in a continuous line. Yeah. <laughs> and then the right is like you get to kind of like the center and then it just like curls around itself and becomes like authoritarian or yeah. whatever as yeah. you enter like the, I guess, business end of the fishhook. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, to, to, to catch
1: the business fish. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> uh, if only. If only we could catch all the business fish. Yes um get
0: all those uh 16 foot innovators
2: well so do we want to take this opportunity to uh you know speaking of theories of uh political operation or existence do we want to do just a brief 2020 campaign check-in we're
0: ending quarter four mm-hmm. right now um of the fec guidelines or filing deadline yeah but uh big boy bernie
2: <laughs> god
0: i'm sorry You know, I like it. I think it's kind of endearing. So Big Boy Bernie brought in a whopping five million individual donations by quarter four of 2019. Well,
2: it's not clear whether it was by quarter four or if it was like because they haven't been i don't think they've been explicit that it was like because they sent out that email that said they had hit five million right but it was like after the filing deadline
0: oh so it might have gone well it doesn't way. really matter either way it's still the earliest ever that the deadlines that...
2: are meaningless anyway right. <laughs> except for for tax purposes i so. think
0: there was like a good uh tweet that i saw that said that basically bernie didn't hit five million in 2016 until after super tuesday yeah so it did happen like regardless of whether it happened by the fourth quarter filing deadline like it is like the earliest it's ever happened yeah um i think in a yeah, campaign no ever and he's only makes like, sense he's only like 10 million behind trump mm-hmm. and trump had that great haul
2: <laughs> <laughs> right
0: yeah trump has like what 46
1: The word "hall" actually sounds even funnier when you use it out loud. Um, (laughs) Like we, B and I were talking earlier. uh, We were reading an article about like the campaign financing or result, like. I was just—it was—and they kept using the word "haul" a lot, like as if Bernie had just gone like for vintage shopping in like
2: 2004. You're like,
1: <laughs> Bernie got a great boho haul from Beacon's Closet.
0: Check oh out God. this
2: fundraising haul YouTube video. Yeah,
1: so
0: I went to Sephora and yeah.
2: <laughs> it's just such. A, I got a month. gift
0: card, and it was my birthday month, so I had an extra points.
1: It's just such weird. Anyway.
0: Well, it's funny because... Or yeah. like, isn't that
1: how people talk about, like, how kids talk about, like, getting presents on Christmas? Yeah. like, yeah, yeah totally. I got a big haul.
0: Yeah. And, or, like, Halloween candy. Oh, yeah. It's, um, it's funny because, like, so Charlie noticed, like, isn't it kind of weird, like, you were reading, we were all reading about the, like, how much everyone had raised, and you are like, isn't it weird, guys, I was, like, they keep saying, like, haul? Like, that's kind of funny, right? If you think about it, it's connotations, Charlie, as you we were saying, like, aren't super positive. It's sort of, like, ill-gotten gains yeah exactly and, and like the first synonym that's listed if you look at like the dictionary definition and like the oxford english dictionary is like no no, no is like booty yeah. Right. So it's like, I think this like really fucked up uh, industry speak for like much more money than we were expecting. But it is like so fucking gross to see in that context. And now that you pointed it out, like I think I'm going to just be haunted by that word now. Thank you, Charlie. No, I mean, so I, much.
1: No problem. <laughs> uh, every time time you see a, a U-Haul. Um, <laughs> God. No, but it, I feel like it has this like weird double valence of like equating it's like a accidental mm-hmm. accidentally admitting that like a lot of times in fundraising it just is like rich people stealing money from sometimes other rich people but often people who aren't rich right it like yeah. has that it's like a weird acknowledgement of like oh yeah that often is a lot of what is going on here um while also money
2: from the rich to steal the futures of the poor yeah yeah <laughs> um, that
0: was beautiful already
2: yeah Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. So it's like, it seems to be sort of like a way that, uh, at least in American liberal media or whatever, we tend to characterize like particularly generous political fundraising cycles implied as being like ill gotten or not from like expertise or whatever because it's like a haul. It's like an accidental win or whatever. Oh, interesting. Which is funny because it kind of like undermines like, actually, if you look at the data, you just have like a consistently robust fundraising push from the sanders team that's pretty like corollary to their effort output
2: yeah i mean but totally. they also have a totally different uh, organizational structure than pretty much every other contemporary uh democratic primary race though so true you but know. you
0: know like it's a uh, it's you know, they're going to use, they're going to just continue to characterize it as being like unusual. Cause they characterize like any existing generosity in in like a fundraising cycle to be that way is what I'm saying.
1: Well, yeah, it's sort of just like, uh, using it as a hall to be like, Bernie can't possibly have support. He right. must have like, yeah. s- it's a fluke. So he must've stolen it.
0: Right. Exactly. It's <laughs> booty. It's booty. Ill gotten booty, you know, fundraising aside, we're just sitting here talking about like money. Um, I think we should move on. And, uh, and sort of talk about, like, Bernie's, uh, like, speaking of fishhook, horseshoe, this fundraising deadline, Joe Biden being an ancient cryptkeeper, you know, like. A lot of arguments that I've seen recently from people have been like, we just got to wait for all the boomers to die. This is like an intergenerational problem. You know, this is... When you
2: heard about, I heard it about labor too, when Corbyn lost how basically every seat or whatever in the, in the recent UK election, uh, like would have gone for labor under a certain like age, if it was like, yeah, capped at a certain age. So like young people were primarily, and you know, and this is like kind of the same for Sanders support too, in a way.
0: Right. But that's also kind of like a false problem i mean we've yeah, talked before sure. about how like part of the reason that generational um conservative prop like conservative bent probably exists is like because of literal die-off and people who did not like survive and make it to like uh being 68 yeah. you know like-, like
2: statistically the people who are the most comfortable are going to live the longest and thus be probably right. more likely to like vote against the needs and concerns of the poor right and most disadvantaged yeah and
0: like you have then like other generational issues that happen that like then contribute to even more die off like the AIDS crisis or whatever within specific constituencies or like natural disasters or whatever
2: yeah let me just reframe this really quick because the reason that I wanted to like talk about this this argument mm-hmm. uh this like demographics argument basically is that like so there's a new there there are always like new books about this or whatever but there's there's a new book by upholster by stan by the name of stanley greenberg uh mm-hmm. called rip gop um mm-hmm. which is literally just about this like you know the, the demographic destiny shit right uh which actually you know funny that we start out by talking about <laughs> the whole lineage of Western civilization thing because I feel like this is a similar kind of like the fates (laughs) determine... Right. Uh, argument or whatever but it's interesting because I mean even just remember like this is even what people were saying in the lead up to 2016 mm-hmm. like do you guys remember how it was all basically like everyone being like oh yeah like not only do we have this blue wall or right. whatever <laughs> which includes Michigan which Hillary lost uh, but we also like the like demo- the demographic fates are on our side or whatever like right, older like- people are dying the country's getting less white and that's going to, like, naturally lead into this, like, liberal political power and consensus, like, without anyone having to do anything.
0: We're entitled to it. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. Well, don't even bother voting. It's ours already.
1: It's like a bad it's like a bad I.D. poll. That's not sort of like it, uh, the re- was like almost like itself a reincarnation of this sort of like multi culty ness from the 90s. Is totally, it, fuck, and yeah, it's in the 90s, but also like also 80s, too. also the 80s of just like you don't have to do anything; just you just need to exist. Right. Um, yeah.
0: Representation <laughs> is yeah. really important. Charlie. Being yeah,
1: being in the room and at the table. It doesn't
0: matter if you support um, trans lives as long as you wear the T-shirt <laughs> "Trans Lives Matter." You're good to
1: go. Versus wearing the sweatshirt I'm wearing today, which says "I'm much more interesting on the internet." <laughs> yes. If you're gonna wear text on your body, pick right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, seriously though, it's um it is sort of like that they'll just die off, it'll be fine, like you just have to survive long enough argument is totally that neoliberal, like multiculturalism, like it's about representation, it's about like a it's a very we are the world concert or like uh aids red like the the fucking charity product lines right. and stuff like that you know it's it's all like redirecting like anything that could be like a inciting point for direct action or like mutual organizing and taking that and turning it into like a transaction or an identity or like a product category but yeah. it's also
1: just like uh, capitalism tends towards fascism it doesn't right. tend like, like part of the what we like has been i guess like creepy for people about the trump administration is it's sort of like mask off capitalism actually tends towards fascism right, yeah. right. so it's just like <laughs> How can you say, oh, like, obviously, like, if capitalism has been getting more intense, fascism obviously would be getting more intense. How can right. you just assume that, like, because of demographic changes, that awful twinship will not just get intensified further?
0: Bro, such a good point.
1: <laughs> Thanks, man. Just saying. Just saying. Thanks.
0: True, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like um, they're keeping pace with each other. They're doing a really good job. They're doing it to well, make each other happy. And
2: I think I mean under under those conditions it's like really funny that this argument just continues to perpetuate itself. Like you see people holding out this sort of hope of like oh they like the young uh the young generation, which like yes, it's like true obviously people who are young will in the future be more in control of things or whatever. But like in theory. In in theory. Not although again like the ones who manage to survive will, which is probably more likely to be your mayor Pete's or whatever. Right. But like basically when you have that sort of like mask off capitalism happening under the Trump administration, but then also like again actually mayor pete is a good example like being clearly he's like what he's just over the threshold of when of like how old you would have to be to be president or something and he's got some of like the most conservative politics he's like right up there with joe biden in terms of, of his like conservative yeah, politics yeah totally he's like so, right to
0: right of joe biden on certain things actually i right. think
2: and then on on top of it like as uh osito no Nuevo I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, of the New Republic was like pointing out on Twitter mm-hmm. when talking about this exact topic, like 80 percent of Republicans themselves are like under 65.
0: Which makes a lot of so, sense.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, mean, where do you think all those like Tiki Torch dickheads come from? Right. like
0: <laughs> There were a lot of those people in Charlottesville and that's not even like a city that has a major major financial sector and banking sector. Yeah. You know, like there they were in like a cute southern town yeah like imagine how many of my brother's former co-eds at stanford are like fucking gonna be crazy republicans within the next like Probably five years already or are. already are, are you, you know yeah. like like McKinsey like and brookings palantir and palantir and yeah <laughs> like, raytheon on. they're all like recruiting these kids like what else, like what else did they get their uh you know poli-sci degrees for
1: yeah i'm about to like be a populist and Talk about TV, but I feel like there is. I'm not actually a pop optimist. I feel like I've said that sentence so many times in the past like week. Uh, and that's just like another thing. It's like one of my catchphrases. Um, uh, but I feel like there's this trend in sort of like YA teen drama uh, mm-hmm. TV of just like oh we are breeding this excess of like white cis het male sociopathy that like the society as a whole doesn't know how to integrate this surplus right (laughs) like think of someone like
0: there's too many products yeah too many men it's like a product
1: exactly it's like a surplus of it what are we Um, gonna do
0: with all these good strong boys
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) climate conservation core yes (laughs) yes the ccc is
0: the answer to everything at the end of the day we need to put our good strong boys milk to drinking work.
1: boys yes. yeah
0: <laughs> yes not soy milk not soy milk real american milk
1: straight yeah. from the breasts of
2: cows
0: yes grass still in it wet nipple that is breast, more sustainable
2: yes that's sustainable capitalism right there <laughs>
0: exactly it's conscious it's caring it's sustainable milk <laughs> God.
3: <laughs> Well. no
0: but seriously though it's uh it is very true that there is sort of this like idea that like oh it's uh there's sort of like a surplus of these men and that's the problem and you see that in everything from like andrew yang's rhetoric oh
2: yeah that's true to
0: like um who,
2: were, who will fight for the forgotten male
0: right no and that's very much like where yang's like sort of beta bro base comes from i think <laughs> is yeah. like this sort of very nostalgic, very like prevalent in pop culture, not only in teen stuff, but also like all mafia content, not just thinking that about that because of like how much you and I have been talking about the Sopranos over the past couple months, but you know, it's like this is like a codified male persona, right? And if we can like shift blame to a surplus of that, that also disincentivizes any organizing or action, Mm
2: -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, Mm Um, while we're checking in on the primary, I yeah. guess, just want to point out that uh, Julian Castro has dropped out. So uh, I
0: scared him away with my disability article.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was going <laughs> to say just if few uh, are- or listening to this and you're one of those um, people who was uh, wanting Julian Castro to be on the debate stage at the very least, just so he could talk about his disability rights platform, read B's article in Jacobin about it, And
0: then tweet at Bernie's Bernie's. campaign and maybe they will.
2: Yeah, and don't read uh, Elizabeth Warren's uh, disability rights (laughs) platform proposal which was just released today and which includes at the very top affordable access to healthcare.
0: Hell yes, Um, Liz! What a brave disability rights warrior you are yeah. thank you for your service
2: just You're so in brave
0: there. i'm so glad that you put me in the front for my selfie line what the fuck yeah well affordable access
2: yeah there's there's like probably some stuff to talk about with that but i think yeah we'll save that to we definitely
0: need to do a deep dive into her there. disability yeah. rights platform but so yeah castro's out biden's spinal fluid is clearly leaking out of his nose and I think Amy Klobuchar is actually still in the race, is she she's still in the race? I mean,
2: I'm not trying to get us to litigate every possible liquidd cranny of the primary no, except I'm just to trying say to like Iowa is almost still, here who's um, still there. Yeah, we have a couple of people, or we have at least one person in the discord who's mentioned that they're going to Iowa to c- canvas and stuff so oh, cool. that's great. Um, do that if you can or and join our discord. Um and Phil will be there too. So hopefully oh, we'll right. get uh, like we mentioned this in the in the patron episode that we just did, but like hopefully we'll have some on the ground reporting when that starts to happen.
1: Dana and I are going to uh New Hampshire with uh Lily from who's also in the New Museum Union. Oh cool. Nice. Nice. New museum union chat. Yeah,
0: I like that. Yeah. New Hampshire's way closer than Iowa.
2: <laughs> so let's win this. Anyway. Yes.
0: Um, actually, this is like a great, since we're talking about like electoral politics for a second, I think uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that the Sanders can't put out a document that's a commitment to creating clean water standards nationally i don't even
2: know if it was a document i think they just like responded to an ap reporter or something oh like this was just
0: like a comment and it became like a platform i'm
2: sure that there'll be it seems consistent as a policy plank or whatever but i think the i mean yeah that was pretty funny actually because like so basically they had a commitment to like we will create a federal uh like clean water standard Right. Basically, and to which led a bunch of people to be like, we don't wait. We, we don't, don't have, have clean <laughs> water standards. Of course of the we weather. don't. Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, so basically, what, there are a couple things in this that I actually really loved. Um, let me just get it open. Sorry.
2: I mean, it, it makes sense. I feel like it's the the intention is probably to. Basically, create more of a federal precedent for you know litigating situations like, or preventing really situations like the Flint water crisis. Yeah, exactly. Or what's happening in Newark, for that matter actually but. no
0: exactly and it's um it's it's interesting because so basically this is all based off of like a couple different states i think it's like new jersey michigan new hampshire not vermont but maybe another maybe like maine or something mm-hmm. they're all like involved in these lawsuits right now trying to pass laws that are like banning certain types of microplastics from water supplies. And 3M has been like suing left and right and winning injunctions and getting these like laws that have been passed just like stopped Mm -hmm. basically. So like this, I guess was actually in response to like them asking the campaign for comment on those, on those cases where 3M's like intervening. So it's actually kind of cute that it came out that way. (laughs) But it's funny cuz it just like that's kind of like a theme of this week in a way. Huge corporations intervening in order to uh, make sure that like their market share is preserved. Yeah. Um I mean, at I think the of expense lives, of really. people's health, <laughs> yeah. safety, well-being ability to
2: survive. That just reminds me that one of the things I wanted to bring up about Iraq was that, you know, Blackwater, the, you know, Eric Prince's, like, yes. private military or whatever, which is now called something different. It's like. Oh, um, I'll look it
0: up. Let me figure it.
2: It's called, like, Academy. Red with, water. Without a <laughs> red water, yeah. <laughs> it's called, like, Academy, but with an I at the end instead of a Y. Um, or it's owned by Academy now. Anyway, but that's kind of, that's the the point actually. There is so Yeah, I found it is out, Academy. I found out while I was looking into the Iraq situation today something that I had completely missed, which is that basically Blackwater, which was banned from operating within Iraq in two thousand nine because and they killed like fourteen people, uh, like civilians. And they some. also had
0: renamed themselves to Z Services X
3: E. Yeah. yeah. But in
2: like some so in like some ridiculous massacre or whatever, they just like killed a bunch of people for no reason. But now Blackwater, which became or the company that is now Black that was formerly Blackwater, is now a subsidiary of the company that does still do most of the PMC operation in well, no,
0: already. So this is innovation. So you kill some civilians. You get uh, indicted in UN court or whatever. Yeah. You change the name. Innovation. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. You change the name. You retain the contract. You sacrificed all that money you put into the branding over the years and all the consultants you paid and all of the letterhead you printed. It's such a burden. And, you know, the least we could do is honor your contract now that you've sacrificed and are throwing away, you know, what, like <laughs> 1,200 boxes of envelopes. Right. Like, you're so brave. So brave. So uh, what are we... What were you were we talking at?
2: about the water thing?
0: Oh, yeah. So you're talking about the clean water thing. Did you have any thing. more favorite parts from that? No, just that 3M spent like $700 million to yeah. block a bill just so that they can keep putting like... Um, these chemicals that like cause some really terrible throat cancer into water supplies and yeah. you know cause well, some maternal gotta, mortality and
2: they have to keep pumping the microplastics in so that eventually when there are enough microplastics in the uh, great Pacific what's it called gyre yeah the yeah yeah when once there are enough microplastics in the great Pacific gyre maybe it can like form some sort of plastic island oh and we can
0: go live there
2: yeah. or, or then 3m can you know become a actual sovereign nation, nation. yeah exactly <laughs>
0: we've got to let 3m keep polluting the water they're just trying to build their own they're israel They're trying
2: to make water world
1: <laughs> they're
0: trying to make plastic israel yeah.
2: <laughs> sure <laughs> fair I,
1: enough this is maybe like a dumb thing but uh one thing that i noted in the article is that this is also happening in new hampshire mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of um the way water issues are dismissed is by like racializing and urbanizing them so like mm-hmm. oh yeah. this is something that happens in like inner city infrastructure aka right. like it's not going to happen to like middle class white people but like okay it's
2: done to poor people yeah
1: exactly yeah. um yeah that's but, a really good point but it's just like if this stuff start doesn't start getting fixed. It, it like it will happen to you, bitch. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no
0: one's coming to save you. Yeah, no, it's very true. I didn't realize it was also happening in New Hampshire. But I think the main one made me think of that, too, which is just like all of these towns that are like also like democratically controlled, like these Democratic mayors and state senators and governors made these decisions, too. You know, and this is not like Republicans didn't do this. Yeah. Companies did. Capitalism did this. Well, it's
2: just funny that it's as absurd as, you know, uh, it's very easy to hand wave and say that, like, healthcare is really... Difficult or whatever or it's like a big complicated issue, right? But then it like literally comes down to I mean as we talked about in the most recent episode Even in the in the last patron episode like we went through all these like different things that are being done to the various regulatory and scientific agencies under the Trump administration, which would be like, you know Stop like in charge of checking any of these right. things. Yeah. And so it like literally comes down to okay so if you want potable water in the future. You have
0: to buy it from Nestle.
2: Yeah. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. If you don't want to have to buy your water exclusively from Nestle, yeah. uh and you want to actually be able to drink water, then maybe I don't know.
0: Your two choices are vote for Bernie Sanders or or violent overthrow of the government and then you have to oversee a public works project where you replace a bunch of pipes.
2: Also, if you (laughs) want to believe in the demographics (laughs) argument, you don't have time to sit around and wait for a bunch of the old people to die, if that's what you think.
0: Exactly. Like I love the argument of like, oh well in like twenty-five years, like the Democratic Party is gonna be like full of like AOCs, so like what like let just let everyone like serve out their term and retire. It's like in twenty five years That is, like, way, way too many years from now.
2: Yeah. Act now.
0: Warren's three-year Medicare transition plan is too slow. Like, I'm not around here, like, trying to wait for, like, people to die off peacefully so that I can, like, watch my friends and family members and neighbors die violently and in poverty with no dignity. You know what I mean? Like, what we're supposed to let them, like, all peacefully retire and, like, spend down everything and then... We all suffer, and then there's nothing left for us. No, to... we
1: also want to die in dignity. Yes. We just want nice, dignified little deaths. That's all we want. All we want. No, I think we. No, we want more. But
0: <laughs> they're like, we can make that. Up. We can make that happen. Right. <laughs> um no but it's funny because like we were talking about one of the things we were talking about earlier is this uh like all these normies that freaked out over uh this like weird op-ed in a meat blog (laughs) about how
2: speaking of regulation
0: (laughs) how like um impossible burgers from burger king are making everyone Grow boob or making like turning men into women like the
2: threat is that if you eat four impossible burgers a day, you'll grow breasts. They is actually there, is their suggestion. I With think no it, evidence.
0: The but. article actually said boobs. It was sure. very specific.
2: I think maybe what it means is it expresses
1: a secret desire that cis men want to be pre-op trans men. <laughs> 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 and all this time we thought it was the reverse. <laughs>
0: um no so it's like this uh veterinarian um who charlie yeah, and i looked literally up. a
2: veterinarian wrote this article
0: yeah no he's a, he's a veterinarian uh in south dakota
1: he's just stirring the pot in the meat vlog once <laughs> again <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh he he wrote this article about um i want to quote him directly
1: <clears throat> you're the, letting him um, die with dignity <laughs> yeah his
0: name's james stangle um I read it as
1: James Strangle when
3: I when I read
0: it. I, James Strangle writes, um the impossible Whopper has forty-four milligrams of estrogen and the Whopper has two point five milligrams of estrogen. Now let me refresh your metric system. Oh, sorry, nanograms. This there is are the 1 million most nanograms.
2: part of this article. In
0: one milligram. That means an impossible whopper has 18 million times as much estrogen as a regular whopper. Right. Just six glasses of soy milk per day has enough estrogen to grow boobs on a male. Oh,
1: God. <laughs> boobs on a male. <laughs>
0: so, so glad you decided to pretend to be so scientific in the beginning of the article. Yeah. And explain math to me so that you could then set up the argument of grow boobs on a male (laughs) also like dr science I, i
2: don't know a lot about uh i don't have a lot of experience with say hormone therapy but i imagine that that's also not how that's absorbed right like no, do you t- I mean, like you were saying earlier, like the estrogen in milk and soy milk or whatever is not like it's, it's not the same delivery method. It's right? not
0: even actually <laughs> estrogen.
2: Okay. Oh my god, I am just that's
0: the thing that's crazy. In,
2: in
1: uh, fully automated luxury gay communism, you no longer have to like stab yourself with a needle to get HRT. Instead, they just put it in an impossible whopper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I was going to say, that's the ideal form <laughs> yeah. with which you ingest.
2: <laughs> I, mean, I was gonna say this is perfect for uh what like the Charlie, I think the most recent time you were on, you and okay Fox from Art and Labor came on and you guys were you and uh B and OK were all joking about like just uh you know, get like put put tea in like Starbucks or whatever. Like right. uh like a Starbucks for every corner or whatever, but like you can get testosterone there or something. So well, yeah, uh, what a, what a future of like eat a whopper and you know. I mean, it's, get your therapy. it's
1: basically already my um, shout out to my girlfriend, Dana Capel. Uh, before this, she <laughs> sent me um, a picture of this place called Plump, which is like a Juvederm startup. I think she described it as like a Juvederm startup slash Juvederm factory line. Sorry if I'm misquoting you. Uh, but it just <laughs> opened near where she works. So I'm just like, they're already you could do that with HRT. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Right. Um, anyway, what, I, is, I'm wait, what is Juvederm? Oh, it's what you get for lip fillers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, but so, like, the chemical in question that's in the Impossible Burger isn't even actually estrogen.
2: Right. That makes sense.
0: It's because estrogen is a mammalian protein, like, it's a hormone made by animals. Uh So, and the Impossible Burger is not made of animals. So, what's in the Impossible Burger is the plant version of estrogen.
2: Right even not even
0: human estrogen so
2: it's not even about the digestion it's just like you're saying It's
0: called a i think an isoflavin or isoflavone and they're basically like they they can behave like estrogen in some mammals sometimes okay but they're not even estrogen it's just fucking plants right and also, so Charlie and I were talking about this, and I looked up this veterinarian to be like, what's this guy's veterinary specialty? Uh-huh. Dr. Strangler. You know what he does? He specializes in, like, uh, he's like a consultant who advises people on how best to breed their beef.
2: Oh, that makes sense. He's yeah. like well, an in a animal industry me,
0: eugenicist so. who. <laughs> like pedal snake oil blood test 23 and me he's like the elizabeth holmes of the food industry <laughs> of the meat industry telling farmers like with his divining rod of like science and male boobs that their steers will be more meaty full or whatever right. and so he's like advocating against the death of the industry that he is a leech upon
2: yeah well i mean to be fair i feel like most of the meat industry in general is like eugenics and Practice anyway, right? Oh, 100%. So, like, oh, for he's sure. He's just doing the same shit as I'm No, and else. it's
0: so funny because I was saying to no, Charlie, it reminds me exactly of like the guy who like started the whole anti vaxxer movement. Yeah. Because he was just making like the competition to the MMR vaccine.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: You know what I mean? So.
1: Uh, Jules Gleason, who writes. Uh, really amazing stuff about trans. Uh, would recommend. Um, she wrote this article about. It's called an Anatomy of the Soy Boy, and one of the things she's asking is like, why did the Soy Boy sort of become a meme when it did? Right. Um And partly, it's sort of been like a meme throughout history. Like B and I were talking about talking about we were, B and I were discussing um, before we started recording how like in sort of like the Fin de siècle or however mm-hmm. you say it fin de siècle. Um, <laughs> like there were like one there was like a really popular book about like degeneracy. Um, which sort of blamed sort of like beginning of the waning of empire on right. like sex on like quote unquote like the degenerates who were sort of like poisoning the sovereign nation body right. or whatever. Yeah. They were like um,
0: biologically degenerate
1: y- yeah, and yeah. like
0: yeah like intellectually degenerate. Like. But,
1: but also in terms of like sex and, right. and gender um, and yeah it was and then like in the 60s and 70s you it sort of like comes up again of just like the problem is like the decline of the family and, par- <laughs> and like yeah. when and yeah. like actually what's happening is it's like the Fordist family wage is getting more and more difficult to maintain right but instead of that being like oh maybe capitalism is like doing bad things the problem becomes like oh these like liberation movements are Causing the decline of American manhood and the totally. family. Duh, duh, duh. And so now it's like the same, it's like basically like the same thing. Like the decline of Western civilization is being caused in part by these like sexual and gender deviants um, who are threatening the family structure. And that's sort of like how you get the like, sorry, this is a very long tangent, but you're no, like, first. no, no, keep the, going. The trad people are like, make the same mistake basically. Like they are like, and their mistake is to be like, oh, um, wouldn't it be great if we had a return to like the Fordist family wage <laughs> right, again? Yeah. And you're just like, what? <laughs> like, not everyone was included in that in the first place. Right. Like, that's not. really Nor like, was it
2: good for the people who were experiencing it. Yeah, like, e- exactly. It's still scraping by. You know?
1: Exactly. It's like this weird. I was thinking today. It's oh, it's like um, it's like a sh- shift from like the sort of like capitalist realism, like Mark Fisher, capitalist realism to almost like Stockholm syndrome where it's just like, <laughs> oh, God, totally. it's just like oh, I have to like, er- I have to really like eroticize my position of oppression. Yeah. Um, anyway, but then, so, so that's just a long way of saying like, this is part of like a longer historical trend. Um, Like that just keeps repeating itself. But then um, I'm just quoting from Jules here. Uh, But like basically her point is just like another reason why the soy boy is kind of emerging when it is, is because this is a time where there is increasing class inequality between... White like white cis men, mm-hmm. right. um, and so it's just like
0: the most since the twenties. Exactly. Think, right? So it's
1: like it's some it's in order to prevent that like r- that like rift from getting like politicized towards the left, mm-hmm. there has to be some way for there to be like a false like for them to create like a false unity between them. Right. right. So yeah. one of the like things that they now it's like a new one of the quote unquote identities they now share is sort of just like white defenders of bro man civilization (laughs) right? right? because otherwise slap
2: that soy milk out of your bro's hand exactly
1: because otherwise then the otherwise the conversation would be like oh isn't it crazy that my bro has like 500 million more dollars than me
2: right yeah (laughs) i mean actually it's funny because that just reminds me of it's it seems like the the natural next step from the avocado test is the reason you still have student loan debt Mm -hmm. like conversation or is like the reason that you know uh you a millennial has not like bought a home or something mm-hmm. like that's supposed to be you're supposed like that's supposed to be like the uh you know platonic ideal of a functioning american economy or whatever is like all the young people are buying homes and getting in like heteronormative uh relationships with exactly. each other well because um, the, the
0: home comes with the kid and the kid comes with all the accessories and then you're hooked and you're you're a very lucrative customer
2: right but then that's such a great point of uh Jules's then because like you ascent then essentially you do create this like you have this like third object of scorn or whatever mm-hmm. you yeah. can say like oh it's like people's people's awful desires for this like soy milk or whatever, which is also like turning, the, like it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. practically like a Alex turning Jones the turning the frogs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Making um, all the boys trans, which
1: actually reminds me. So another thing that Jewel says that is, I think is really smart is she talks about, um, you know, that a lot of the sort of right-wing um cons- conspiracies sort of run on a logic of factoid yeah, which means yeah. totally. kind of like a factoid is she she's like a factoid is something that has like a grain of truth which mm-hmm. lends it sort of like an aura of truthiness but is not it's it's like a distorted reading of the truth so she actually brings up the alex jones frog f- t- like f- turning the frogs gay thing like there was some actually like chemical pollutant being like leaked out by a corporation that mm-hmm. was like fucking with the gender of frogs but um instead of reporting it that way alex jones is like this is tr- you know f- turning right the- even the frogs are turning gay like blah blah blah. so th- that's like has something that's like a fact that's like a factoid it has right. like, yeah. a, like a grain of the truth in it but isn't actually true. And so I think this, the soy boy thing uh, also is the sort of like aesthetics of the factoid. It like, is there estrogen in whatever the impossible burgers, like maybe like a tiny bit will do anything to you? No, no. Yeah. Yeah. And like the study
0: that that whole thing is based on too, about the man, like, The male breast tissue growing from soy consumption is based on one single patient in Japan who had a thyroid dysfunction disorder (laughs) and had gland swelling in the chest, and also consumed a lot, a significantly more amount of soy than like his peers, even though he lives in Japan. Basically, it's correlation, not causation, causation. and it reminds me so much of like our conversation we have with my like neurologist, Doctor Howard, who frequently engages with like anti-vaxxers online just like trying to explain to them and pick apart the um like the logical fallacies that they're using themselves yeah. that they don't understand you know yeah it's like the the whole like the factoid that it's even based on just like in the alex jones situation is like so completely right. warped well, I mean, and beyond, becomes m- men grow boobs
2: i mean beyond that i think the essential absurdity in this too is that now people are there are like people uh like angry posting or whatever about like Impossible Burger giving right. you like uh, hormone changes or whatever. And, and it's all it's about from, creating
0: a foil that doesn't indict capitalism.
2: And it's based on a, literally an industry journal, mm-hmm. not journal, like an industry magazine basically. Meat yeah, a Yeah, a, like a thing that exists to propagate like pro meat industry <laughs> stuff so of course it would be like a convenient thing to be like the impossible burger is dangerous for you for x y and z reason mm-hmm. or whatever um, no of course
1: uh since i'm a special guest i'm gonna be meta for a second and uh i just was, one thing i feel like is really cool that you guys do is show like where argument, like which institutions like arguments come from so you're like I feel like instead of just being like, oh, let's analyze this as like a thing in and of itself, you're like, and then these people, like subcontracted out to these people (laughs) who are getting paid by these people. And then it got distorted in these ways by these people. And that's why you're reading it here. And I'm just like, ooh, I didn't think of that before. (laughs) So thank you. Thank you, Charlie. Yeah, thank you. Oh, one thing I forgot actually, going back to the, what you were saying about the trad stuff. It's like, I mean, it's also like an excuse just to be gender normative and transphobic and whatever, but. It's all, it's like a weird, mis, like mistaken causation. Like, the way it worked the first time is like, uh, in exchange for like women doing all this like unwaged labor, right. they aren't don't have to work, and so it's sort of like. It sort of just like imagines that you can do the reverse of just mm-hmm. like oh if we are gender normative then and i'm like and then wh- and then f- you make fordism come back <laughs> right. right like yeah, exactly. like it doesn't work in reverse that yeah. way it's like a weird magical thinking and in and, and in a way that is also like um a cover for just like shithead behavior yeah
0: <laughs> totally Wait, but didn't Francis Fukuyama say that it does come back?
1: Oh right. Yeah, time does move backwards.
2: <laughs> I so forgot. and
0: he's always right. The, so, it's a miracle. The yeah. end
2: of history, it it ended, and six days later it rose. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's a miracle of Christmas. <laughs> yeah.
0: People aren't saying Christmas anymore.
2: History's continuing, even though I've heard it's over. <laughs> anyway. I feel like
0: there was like a trope in that uh sort of independence day era 90s um global catastrophe film genre where there would be a homeless man on the corner of the street with uh, the world is ending or the end is an sign. yeah that just doesn't exist in like uh pop culture the same way anymore like that joke's been played out
2: oh yeah
0: have you guys like
2: like i feel like that's probably just like roland emmerich's thing maybe it is my dad
0: really liked it anyways all right so i guess you can basically do this to yourself the boob male boob thing with any food if you consume any food too much particularly dairy products with Uh calcium do it better than soy
1: just yeah. just wanted oh, yeah, to put yeah. that out there that's so that's the irony is they are accidentally force feminizing themselves which i think is beautiful yeah
0: <laughs> well you know they've gotta they've just gotta go to those old-fashioned values right so speaking of like companies that uh intervene uh with laws that are supposed to protect people mm-hmm. for no good reason other than to continue to extract profit I would love for us to talk about this thing that's going on in California with uh, Uber and Lyft and Postmates trying to uh, stop the law that they just passed. That's yeah. fantastic. That's like to protect 1099 there's, workers.
2: Yeah, they're suing to stop uh, California's AB5, which passed in September and which is uh, the the idea is basically that like you give them you give a much more stringent actual test as opposed to like there's You know, there there are actually very few real regulations around this now but just mm-hmm. to make sure that uh people who should be employees are not misclassified as independent contractors as is the entire business model of uber and right most. all gig
0: economy yeah yeah
2: exactly and um i mean what's interesting is basically they i don't know if you've like read the filing mm-hmm. at all but basically the like they did this these companies did this in a joint suit like with two two independent contractors who like work for them Really? Uh, yeah. So it's like they found, you know, they found some like scabs or whatever scabs. From within their ranks who are like willing to be party to the suit. And of course, I'm sure they're bankrolling the entire thing. You know, I don't think it's like wild uh, to, <laughs> to assume that. Um, but it's like it's just very funny because the so I don't know to what degree this is going to actually like stop this law from being implemented, though I can't imagine. Well,
0: uh, yeah, I'm not sure how successful this is going to be because their argument is that the congressperson who made the who pushed the law forward is irrational and um attacks their sector of the economy irrationally therefore the law that she contributed to and lobbied for is unconstitutional in the state of california um their reasoning
2: for why it's irrational is really funny too it's like uh quote the on-demand economy is a free market system in which uh plaintiffs Lydia olson and Miguel Perez along with other independent service providers like them have enjoyed opportunities to earn money when and where they want an unprecedented independence and flexibility independence is probably accurate considering you're basically left out to die but yeah sure um yeah so they're basically it's basically like you're being irrational because you're attacking the free market which frankly I could see if it if it does go up to like circuit courts or whatever I could see the (laughs) argument winning out. Uh, I mean, we have Um, Gorsuch
0: on the, I think if Phil were here, he would point out we have Gorsuch on the Supreme Court, and this is very similar. Like he. Frozen
2: truck driver case. Frozen truck driver case. If if
0: this came across his docket, I think it would not be difficult for him with his friends um, at the Heritage Foundation to put together a dissenting opinion, even if it's just a dissenting opinion that would provide some receipts for eventually winning this case down the line yeah you know what i mean like if anything like that that was what was interesting when like we were talking about some of the uh rule changes with phil in uh i guess maybe it was the episode before in our most recent patron episode become a patron but you know he was saying like uh some of these rule changes that have been put in place by the trump administration are coming out of nowhere and some of them have like careful receipts and have precedent that has been laid as groundwork over the past 20 years so like not all of these horrors are things that are brand well, new that are just like the trump administration doing them
2: well i think much like with the uh you know seemingly off the cuff like clean water response from yeah. sanders and the sanders team when you actually have a firm ideological project it's very easy to both have long-term and short-term goals <laughs> where yeah. it's like to to do stuff impulsively as well as to like throw out a like long-term plan or yeah something. i don't know no, exactly
0: anyway. so you know whether or not this is gonna work who the fuck knows but um they are going to attempt to basically get this a uh, legislator who I think her last name is Gonzalez, Lorena Gonzalez, who's an a state assembly woman. they're trying to like intervene with her, her job because she said that they're bad companies. Yeah. And that's,
2: well, they're also just li- quite literally trying to block the law from being enacted. Right. Exactly. Because they, you know, d- they don't want to have to, because the, the consequences for these companies are, uh, again, this is their entire business model. So if in California they can't, uh, you know, have people hired as uh, independent contractors and they have to actually hire them as employees and give them, like, health insurance and shit. I don't even think they're required
0: to do that. Uh, I think the law only required them to pay pay unemployment benefits, to pay Medicare and Social Security taxes, and to raise the minimum wage to $12 an hour. Well,
2: if they would be, it's that they would be, a lot of them would be reclassified as employees and a lot of those employees then would, for the size of companies that they are, would have to be... Co- yeah would have yeah. to be offered a health insurance like legally for health anyway
1: it reminds me when we had um our like summit over the summer at the freelance solidarity project which is organizing um freelance writers one of the names we that we were considering was um local 1099 mm-hmm. um <laughs> that's and, awesome <laughs> yeah uh lost the vote but still a favorite of mine um, but and it reminds that's that, too bad. Yeah, it reminds me of something that Stella, who also Spethereal, who also organizes with F- uh FSP has said is just like it's um the same shit that yeah. we're all dealing with and like the question is like how can we act on like these sort of like sort of like pretty giant points of solidarity um between seemingly disparate groups. Yeah um anyway (laughs) personal anecdote (laughs) my sordid past actually no that was a glowing anecdote i have a great past
0: i really like the local 1099 i wish that had won though it's really cute
1: you can still use it as a merch idea if you want
0: oh my god that would be very cute yeah totally yeah no i mean it's uh i think it's cute that they're trying to use hysterical as the yeah basically that's essentially
2: what it is it's like this this uh Lawmaker was yeah it was it's, it's a, yeah
0: it's a very Chip Roy playbook of very like,
2: like Freud playbook <laughs> Troll, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hysterical lady.
0: <laughs> um, speaking of which, can we talk about this like really fucking insane op-ed that carl Rove wrote in Wall Street Journal?
2: Yeah, so it's uh you know again keeping with the theme, uh, happy New Year. It's 2003 uh, yes. and. Carl Carl Rove is busy. Big Daddy
0: Carl Rove has graced us with his predictions for twenty twenty.
2: Well while he's no longer uh well he's no longer you know, now it is twenty twenty, so he's no longer sitting on the uh what is it, the White House Iraq group thing, which clearly worked out really well because, you know, we don't yeah. we now don't even need a reason to just like go back in, apparently. Yeah, Carl Rove has been uh, I guess he's done this. Like this is maybe this is now multiple years that he's done Wall Street Journal, uh, like New Year's I predictions. I guess
0: so. I don't know. Like this was uh, he references last years and this is, but yeah. this is the first time that I have personally read an op-ed with his wishes for the new year.
2: I, I read his 2019 op-ed and as he mentions in the 2021, it's. Uh, you know he's it's funny because he's you know he's doing political predictions but he is also quite literally picking like oscar winner and in this one he picks who's gonna win the super bowl thank god for the wall
0: street journal i really really needed to know carl rove's take on popular cinema in 2019
1: this this is wow this is a real segue here but uh so you feel free to cut it out but it um (laughs) podcast crossover reminds me of when darcy wilder on her episode of season of the bitch is talking about what she calls i think like a she talks about how like and when you're dissociated you can't tell the difference between levels of events so like a dissociated kind of like statement is like when i went to the bodega after my dad died i then picked up a bagel and i had the bagel with peanut butter right. like um and i was just like reading the carl rove thing being like wow this is has such a like dissociated affect in the same sense it's just like yeah. this like mass death and then the super bowl yeah. and that mass <laughs> death and then oscars
2: it's like saddam hussein has weapons of mass destruction and also bradley cooper is gonna win <laughs> best actor <laughs> like yeah totally
0: so yeah, uh where were we? Carl Rove.
2: Yeah, so his uh his opinion piece where he makes these predictions is uh called Get Ready for a Contested Convention. The main I mean
0: Should we like read the full text with our commentary because this article is paywalled for the people?
2: Not the full text because a lot of it is spent assessing how his predictions last year Yeah, actually went. we
0: really don't need to know his takes on the Oscars um, but maybe Okay.
2: Don't. So yeah, let's let's read some of this. Carl Rove op-ed. So, what about 2020? U.S. Attorney uh, John Durham's probe into the origins of the FBI's investigation into the Trump campaign will find the Obama admi- that Obama administration officials acted inappropriately, including hyping the Steele dossier, abusing the. W- so this is just like he's saying some some Fox News uh, uh, favored conspiracy theory yeah. or favored. Um, you know, narrative will be proven to be true. Uh, Pete Buttigieg wins Iowa, but no Democrat arrives at the convention with a majority. Um, we're not saying... We wouldn't say that Pete would win Iowa, but we have talked about that in a lot of previous episodes that it may be a contested convention, and that would be bad. But he doesn't because that's really, like,
0: explain why he, he doesn't thinks. have
2: to he's Carl Rove he's I, writing a vanity piece I I,
0: mean, ima-
1: I imagine Carl Rove speaking like you remember when you would hear like Voldemort speak Slytherin in Harry Potter <laughs> like like well, I imagine like Carl Rove like thinking some of these thoughts in him, to himself in his head and it just sounds like well
2: the funniest actually it's funny that you mentioned that because I was talking with I just wanted to indulge in a little radio theater it's funny that you mentioned that because I was talking to uh, Phil earlier and yeah. he was he was mentioning how like okay so Carl Rove this guy like I mean you just compared him to Voldemort Charlie <laughs> like Carl <laughs> Rove this guy who everyone used to talk about is like oh my god he's this political mastermind he's you know he he figured out how to how to like whip the electorate like no one else could and we you know he we,
0: got such an, a haul of electorate
2: he, he brought us the bush era and and he he sold us the war and everything and now he's just like and it, you know it actually it reminds me of like the way that people talk in hushed tones about like steve bannon as like he's some <laughs> sort of fucking genius or something and it's just making me think like i love he's how, a
0: genius at layering just saying
2: but like so i love how granted uh, you know this is not the only thing it's not like Karl Rove just emerged from his cocoon or whatever to like write this single like <laughs> once a year my predictions which would be kind of awesome if that was what it was every but like,
0: year on the 31st of December he
2: he has like a pretty regular Wall Street Journal opinion uh, column in, in which he's done stuff like say like a Demo- uh, Medicare for all is going to be a disaster for Democrats or whatever but um, I just love the idea of if this is this guy's political future, who like everyone was all terrified of mm-hmm. or whatever, just imagining like ten what how long has it been so like yeah, like fifteen years from now, or something, Steve Bannon having like a Wall Street Journal column where he's like predicting who's gonna win the Tonys or something Steve oh my Bannon, God, that's would be so dead. funny, yeah. <laughs>
1: Steve Bannon's like, well, the Broadway adaptation of Cats, the adaptation of the movie Cats, (laughs) originally adapted from the Broadway play Cats, will, I think, win this year's Tony Best Show. (laughs) It's me, Steve Bannon, live from the moon, moon, my moon colony.
0: (laughs) On 3M Island. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah
2: um anyway he so, better
0: not be alive in 15 years back to the
2: uh, google doc what else is there uh, th- there is uh so this is uh, again carl rove's words <laughs> carl rove, Should carl do not like a, me
0: a carl rove 2020 20 or something no. where we like try and pick the date that his p- predictions come true no
2: like, i was gonna say though that we should make some of our own predictions oh uh, I like let's that. let's do the let's let's get uh to just a couple of these things first um there is a uh so again carl rove <clears throat> there is a us uk trade agreement and a second trade deal with china but the <laughs> latter isn't comprehensive China fails to meet its current purchase targets. The Middle East refugee flow increases. Libya spirals into greater chaos. Sub-Saharan Africa suffers a growing Islamist militant threat. And Iranian surrogates further disrupt Iraq. <laughs> but the situation like a, improves there by year end. Okay.
0: sounds like a list of demands.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, this sounds like bas- this sounds like the Bush Doctrine, yeah. In a way, although also, uh, you know, saying that a U.S.-UK trade agreement is going to happen is basically like saying like the sun will rise because now that Boris Johnson is, uh, you know, basically has his like Brexit mandate or whatever. Yeah, um, there will be Brexit, and they are going to have to do like those trade talks that we talked about in a previous episode—the U.S.-UK trade talks, which some where documents from where the NHS from, is up for sale. That's uh, like those are gonna happen, basically. Yep. So, well, you anyway. know, I
0: mean, I'm so so glad that that Carl Rove could just share all of this wonderful brain juice of his with us, with the world. Um, we all definitely needed to know his thoughts on football.
2: Yeah, Bucks and- forward. So he picks the NBA, <laughs> the NBA's MVP. Says that the US will top the overall gold medal count in the Tokyo Olympics, which, okay. Um, And then he will no longer, we will no longer get Karl Rove Oscar picks. He's sworn them off because he did so poorly last year. Oh, he
0: also calls no recession in 2020
2: with GDP
0: rising less than 2.3% and job and wages up more for. Uh, I mean, up more for workers than supervisors.
2: Oh boy! Yeah, I sure. think
0: we should hold Carl to that one sentence: no recession in 2020, but GDP <laughs> rises less than 2.3 percent with job growth and wages up for more up up more for workers than supervisors. Yeah. All right, Carl.
2: I mean, I imagine that he's probably right about the no recession in 2020 thing, or it will be that the recession won't hit until the very end of 2020, and I. Th- the only reason I'm saying that is explicitly because I feel like what's happening right now is like every manager of capital or whatever is doing everything that they can to like keep it like held Through up and stable. Yeah. It's a very like Atlas shit going on right now or yeah. whatever. Or like, like some real beach volleyball shit. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> exactly. And so eventually they're going to let that ball drop, but not, not yet. Not yet. I think, um, so, I don't know. So,
0: now what are the death panel predictions for yeah. 2020?
2: What do we think is going to happen in 2020?
0: I bet that in 2020, Phil and Vince will resolve their beef.
2: They don't have a beef. I know they
0: don't have a beef. I predict that one of the Great Lakes will be empty by the end of 2020. So, we'll only have f- <laughs> four. Aren't sure. there five? they are five. Maybe. maybe. So
1: we'll have that one. would make an amazing Sufjan Stevens album. <laughs>
2: Maybe it'll just be that maybe it won't be emptied, but Nestle will purchase one of the Great Lakes. So it'll be like Nestle's Lake Michigan. Okay. Definitely 2020 prediction.
1: Um, And all the trad people are like, you know what? I think it's cool. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's cool.
2: I would go with my kids. Yeah. (laughs) Nestle
0: Pure Life is a good family company.
2: They're like, we we name stadiums. Yeah. Why wouldn't you name a body of water? Yeah. Stop Anyone. trying
1: to alienate the working class, which yeah. is white <laughs> and a man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So okay. Twenty twenty prediction: Nestle buys Lake Michigan.
2: Yeah. There we go.
0: Um. Other prediction. If
2: uh, if it's not Lake Michigan, it doesn't count. It can't just be one of the Great Lakes. It is Lake Michigan. Yes, That's the one. Lake Michigan. My prediction is going to be that Henry Kissinger will finally die. Ooh. I'm taking. I'm gonna go out on a. That's that's like way more unrealistic than the Nestle thing. But can he die? I don't know. We're <laughs> gonna find out this year. I feel like that's a lot
0: of science that he can't die. Yeah, I think that's canon. I think he can't. Henry Kissinger can never it die. Like
2: violate some sort of rule of nature. Yeah, <laughs> totally. which just
0: makes me think of like. <gasps> In that fucking uh, documentary about uh, Theranos, when he says being in the board meeting was like being like a war crime Uh, because their board meetings were so long. Oh
2: my God. Yeah. I forgot about that.
1: (laughs) My my prediction is that um, they're going to decide to make the Gossip Girl reboot as a period piece because (laughs) Mm. they'll realize that if one of their main characters was excused as despite being like a repeated sexual harasser like like Chuck just like assaults someone I think in like Ep one and they're just like the first episode he
0: assaults uh Jenny Jenny. yeah
1: he's a bad boy and I think they're gonna realize that he does rapes yeah like in in 2020 yeah, yeah that's like not like as uh chic like now you just get like <laughs> cancelled or something, and so I mean it
0: was a major central plotline of the show is his rapes.
1: Yeah, 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 and so they're gonna be like, this is set in the far distant time of two thousand two, right? Yeah, uh, and we get our first aughts period piece. Ooh. Uh, Wit Stillman comes out. I mean, to
2: direct, <laughs> I could see, I could definitely see that happening, especially considering like, uh, um, Uncut
0: Gems. I was gonna yeah. say, yeah, B
2: and, I, B and I saw Uncut Gems, and we were just thinking about how that, like, the nostalgia cycle window has like closed so much that now, literally, there's I mean, like Uncut Gems to us, right? Is just like a movie that is set in and around literally the social scene that we were a part of in 2012 right and also so. somehow
0: miraculously as we were talking about yesterday like didn't meet then either
2: right but i
0: think that's a really good one thank you first first odds period piece yeah that's a good prediction charlie do you have anything to plug
1: anything i would plug um it, you can check out friend of the pod new museum union if you don't yeah. know about it already yes. And I have a secret newsletter and my praxis is to not promote it on Twitter. So instead, <laughs> you can learn about it through this channel. Oh, that's uh, a good idea. And subscribe. There's
0: a, a new supplement of the new inquiry out, right? That just came out about men.
1: Yeah. B did a really great article about how Sopranos is sort of like uh, actually... About a guy who runs sort of like a one man welfare state. <laughs> uh, welfare King. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was fun. It was really fun working with you guys on that one. But there are a lot of good articles, and the like the foreword, I guess, is fantastic. Too.
1: Oh, thank you. Nice job. Yeah. Uh, you wrote
0: that one, right? I did. It sounds like you.
1: Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. And shout out to Noah Zazanis's article, which is also really good. Um, talks about relationship between trans masculinity and radical feminism cool um
0: so yeah we'll put links to all of that in the description and if you're not a patron of the death panel you should become one patreon.com slash death panel pod help support the show because we are not a podcast sponsored by brookings institution Yep. and um
2: also we do two shows a week
0: we do do two shows a week become a patron to get the second show yep and uh join our discord as well where we share articles, we have a mutual aid if channel. What else is in the Discord?
1: Helped me get over my Twitter addiction.
0: Oh, really? That's yeah. nice. That's good to hear. Yeah. I feel like we've got like a really cool community that's building.
2: Well, also, like the moment that the Elizabeth Warren disability rights platform uh, was out. right that too like, yeah <laughs> it got posted to the discord and then there was like a whole discussion around it which basically don't has precluded talk us tires. talking about <laughs> it on the podcast today although we'll we'll get around to it we'll as we said just there's like it's mostly unfortunately it's like you know mostly just more of the same milk toasty stuff like
0: oh warren's yes
2: yeah um but you know
0: yeah, I want to take some time with it. Pass it well, through the like screen reader a couple times. Yeah,
2: that's, like, what I'm trying to say is there's there's stuff that is, like, interesting to talk about, but it's most interesting when... It would be most interesting if we, like, take a moment to, like, really put it up against some of, like, the... Both some of the other proposals out there and then also just, like... Also, what, there
0: is a rumor that the Sanders campaign is working on theirs. Right, Officially. Yeah, so so
2: well but my 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 point is like all of the moments where it basically is saying like oh yeah let's continue this like means tested program and do like just in a slightly different way and all the like little tweaks basically it's Mm -hmm. you know it's only a couple steps it is you know there are some obviously the platform as put out would have a material benefit to a lot of people but it is not like it's still disappointing it's like not nearly enough right exactly anyway
0: anyways we'll get more on that later and, um, I think that does it for another episode of the death panel. Yep. Charlie, thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure as always.
1: Thank you for having have you me. Bye.
0: <laughs> um, and, uh, we, we will catch you in the next episode, become a patron and you'll get two of us. Yep. Patreon.com slash death panel pod. Join our army gang.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all yep. right. Talk to you all on Monday.
0: Bye.
3: Poppin' pills is my heat, and they're rising on their feet. Take some zans to come down. Now I'm feeling dead. Poppin' pills is my heat. And they're rising on their feet. Take some zans to calm down. Now I'm feeling dead. Short change that cram. Big girls and socialites, white powder in their hands. Getting twisted, they hadn't lifted, they askin' about them zans. Trouble making these baby faces, I'm blending with some man. Asking me about poetry and I want to leave but I can't Body high like a thousand miles up in the sky, Goddamn, damn He using words I never heard, I'm looking at my friend He macking deep and he trying to creep on that black girl wearing vans They blasting Ellie and Missy Ellie like high school never ends Like high school never ends Like high school never ends Like high school never ends, like school never ends. Popping pills is my little heat. And they're rising on their feet Take some sense to come down Now I'm feeling dead Popping pills and smiling heat And they're rising on their feet Take some sense to come down Now I'm feeling dead Up on this roof Ricking diesel, I'm feeling evil Rich kids got the best views the whole city looks so pretty, I'm sorry about being rude. Everybody got wet hair cause they just came from the pool. They kiss but I'm missing out, yo homie, it's cool. Getting sex, I don't want to get, and I'm right back and like, fuck you. Buzz killer, yo, nothing's realer, I'm so fucking confused. You say that you want love, but they no fuck of the do at me Like you don't need me, I guess it is all news So hazy or slim shady, I can't find my shoes I can't find my shoes, I can't find my shoes, shit